Ah, there you are. And just in time. <laughs> Dead men tell no tales. Ghosts are bad, but the one that's cursed is the headless horseman. He's the worst. Creepies and crawlies, toads in a pond. Let there be music from regions beyond. W Radio, your information station. Hello, my friend, Disney enthusiast, dreamer and doer. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our fabulous open house and another enchanting episode of the WW Radio Show. I am your host, your friend, the always excited and eternally optimistic Lou Mangello, and this is show number 750, and together, as we have been since I wrote my first book in 2004, I wanted to help you not only have the best possible Disney vacation experience when you come to the parks, but I also want to bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are. Here on the podcast, my weekly live video every Wednesday night on Facebook, blog, events, weekly newsletter, and much more. Please join the community and find everything at www.radio.com. And this week, I'm opening up the inbox to dive into your questions and queries, and we're going to explore everything from surprise dining reservations to strolling down memory lane to Fulton's Crab House and the present with Paddlefish. We're going to chat about some Disney traditions and superstitions and how and why you can share yours. Plus, we're going to have some quick tips for a day at Disneyland Paris and Disney Cruise Line Very Merry Time Cruise must-dos. We're also going to talk about a not-so-typical day for me and what it looks like. And I'm going to have some surprise questions, including some additional ones for you to answer. Then stay tuned for our Disney Trivia Question of the Week. You can enter for a chance to win a Disney Prize package and more updates and announcements at the end of the show. And if you like what you hear, please share the show and tell a friend. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. Today, my friend, we're going to deep dive into the magical mailbag and answer your questions. That's right. It is all about you this week, my friend, listener, and member of the WW Radio family who is sitting right next to me virtually at the table. Uh, you have sent in a cavalcade of curious queries and delightful doubts and whimsical wonders, and I am here ready to sprinkle as much knowledge as I possibly can and share some Disney magic with you, but we are not alone for I cannot answer your questions. Well, I mean, I could answer your questions alone, but Disney is much more fun with family and friends. And that's exactly who I've invited to join me this week. She goes by many names, princess, her majesty, insert your own name here. But if you ever wondered like, what it would be like if Mary Poppins had a slightly mischievous twin, notice I didn't say older, sister, who was obsessed with all things Disney, wonder no more. Because with her 
infectious laugh, <laughs> and boundless energy, and a suitcase or carpet bag. Notice I didn't say cauldron. Full of Disney knowledge and hopefully hilarious anecdotes. Let me welcome back, or if you're a first timer, introduce you to the one, the only, the incomparably delightful and ever so amusing Becky Mankin of Mouse Fan Travel. You're setting a really high bar for me here. <laughs> but then again, when packages arrive at my house and it says to Princess Becky, at least I know who it's from. When packages, I, I have that when packages <laughs> arrive at my house from Princess Becky, I have to clear any children from the area because I don't necessarily you know. You just never know. I, now, here's one thing I need to point out really quickly. You started this out by saying we're going to take a deep dive. Well, of course, we haven't done an email show in what, like a year and a half? So that's a really, really deep dive. By deep dive, I also mean we're also going to try and go fast because there's a lot right. of emails in the inbox. So whether you are fast. pondering about tips for the parks or <laughs> you're musing over Mickey-shaped snacks or just seeking a little bit of delightful Disney to brighten your day, um, sit back, relax, grab a snack, and let us uh, let us sort of Unlock the box and and let the magic begin as and we let it like fly out. Then, of course, there's going to be some right. food in there somewhere. That's all right. right. And I, go. I am going to because we don't talk about this ahead of time. I don't read these. I don't send these to Becky ahead of time. So I am metaphorically going to plunge my hand into the large <laughs> and deep mailbag. Just oh, taking it me. what it. Oh, it scares me too. Trust me. Whatever questions may come. Again, we're going to try and be quick. We're going to try and be thorough. But we never know we're gonna, what we're going to get and how long it might take. So it's to like a box address. of chocolates. It is. It's like it's okay. like J.J. Abrams magic box. Look it up. All right. I'm taking this one, Becky, because the first thing I saw was, hey, there, Becky and Lou, which I know you'd like. Oh, yeah. That I is had a question cool. mark. All right. I first right want to say thank you for everything you do for your listeners. Thank you. I know it does more for us than you'll ever understand. I, for one, have gone back. I've gone through a lot of hard times in the past number of months. And one of the things that have helped me smile through all this is your guys' friendly banter back and forth. So please keep it up as you really do make a difference. Good night, everybody. Oh, it, can only go da- <laughs> it can only go down. Thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> uh, I have two questions. And, and this, by the way, comes from uh, Tom. And Tom says, I want to surprise my wife with a dining reservation the next time we're at Walt Disney World. However, because we're linked on my Disney experience, she would have visibility to anything that's booked. Is there a way for me to make an ADR without seeing, without her seeing it? Yes. I think there's, mm-hmm. a, we're, we're going to take these one at a time. Like, I, I think, yes, there's a couple of ways you could do it. One, you could make a separate my Disney experience account. Yeah. Or two, this is sort of a super secret, which is not really a secret, but sometimes it's a secret. Depending on, if you're going to eat at Disney Springs, Come closer. I have to tell you a secret. Check open table because sometimes you can't find a reservation on the Walt Disney World dining reservation system. But even for places like the Boathouse, Homecoming, they're on open table. And sometimes you can get a reservation there and it is not connected to your My Disney Experience account. Yes. the Anything in Disney Springs, I go to open table instead of using the, the Disney system anyway. It's... I, I actually find it friendlier and easier to use. But aside of that, if she doesn't have access to your My Disney Experience account, what you can do is just make a reservation under your name 
and then add a friend or family called TBA. That's actually how I get around that. Uh, if you're going to make a reservation for two, you make a TBA for the second person and you make the reservation under your name. Obviously, that only works if she doesn't have access to your account, because if she does, she'll see it. Right. But I like the sneakiness. I like the sneakiness. I like sort of the part of the fun of trying to. The surprise. I'm I mean, a surpriser. I like that's... I like doing that. I'm a surpriser. My daughter does yeah, not like you don't that. Like be, you don't like being surprised, <laughs> but you like to surprise other people. Let's be clear about that. <laughs> My daughter likes to be surprised if she knows about the surprise ahead of time. So that's maybe maybe the apple doesn't it. fall that far from the tree. All right. So here's a here's a second part of these food related questions. He says, we have so many great memories of Fulton's Crab House and am heartbroken to see it gone. I feel you, brother. Knowing paddlefish is now what's occupying that space. How opinion, in how, in your opinion, close is it to Fulton's Crab House? <clears throat> All right, very quickly, Wayback Machine. So before um, it was paddlefish, um, actually before it was Fulton's Crab House, it was the Empress Lily, named after Walt Disney's wife. At least the, it, the I mean, she wasn't, her name wasn't Empress Lily. It was just Lily. But um, there was multiple restaurants in there. There was three different uh, levels. There was the captain's quarters. And it was the first place that you could have character dining in Walt Disney World. There was the Empress Room, which was renamed the Becky Mankin Suite, which wow. was really sort of one of the, the high-end dining experiences in Walt Disney World for a long time. And then it became... Fulton's Crab House, which was owned and operated by Levy Restaurants, the Chicago-based Levy Restaurants, and that opened in early 96-ish, and then it closed to become Paddlefish in like 2016, I believe. But when it was Fulton's, it was sort of like the go-to seafood mm -hmm. place in, in like Orlando, like it was a this people came from miles around Becky Mankin for the Fulton's Crab House experience because Orlando was not necessarily known for having the best seafood. Again, this we're talking, you know, a number of years ago. And I remember at least early on, the chef would post the shipping bills for the day by the front door. So, you know, that the specials that were on the menu literally were flown in that day. So it, it really was sort of a place not only to get, if you want a little bit of a higher end sort of get dressed up experience, but really some of the best seafood and lobster and crab and oysters and, and things like that, not just in Walt Disney World, but sort of in the Orlando area. Going back, uh, I think the only time that I, I was there once when it was Fulton's and then when it first, or when the new version first opened, um, I think that's the only time I've actually been there. And I, I do know that they do have a lot of great dishes there. And what I really appreciate about it now is that the menu is seafood, but a lot of people don't really like seafood. So they do also have um, options from the land. So they have some steak and, and chicken and, and other options too. So it really does cater to different tastes where if somebody really wants seafood, that's a great place to go in, in the downtown Disney area. But I like the options too. The, but when I was there, um, I do miss Fulton's. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll go back. I'll say I do really miss it. The menu was amazing. Um, but I I do remember really liking the variety of food that was there when I was there for the opening. 
So for me, so I've been to I've been to Paddlefish, <clears throat> excuse me, a number of times. I've actually even done special events there before too. And I when I did a live dining review uh, a long twice. long time ago, um, I remember sort of remarking that for me that the the paddlefish play is getting together with family or a couple of friends mm-hmm. and going in and ordering a bunch of appetizers and starters and some of the I I actually loved the raw and chilled seafood. So they have a, they had a great uh, ahi poke and a, and a table side crab guacamole. Um, and they, I think they have a crab ceviche as well, too, that was really, really good. I don't know if they have the lobster fingers anymore. They're not actually little tiny baby lobster fingers, but they were say. like, it was Ew. like tempura fried lobster on a stick. Um, they also had crab cakes. And like you said, too, Becky, there was also a lot of non seafood items there yeah. as See, well. I'm that person. I'm not a huge seafood fan. I like like three things. I like white fish that doesn't taste like fish and tuna. I've dined with trip. Becky. It is, it's the Melanie, like she goes to, okay. Wow. So I want fish, but I don't really want it fishy. And I don't want it sort of from this part of the ocean. I want it from the top part of the ocean. It's going to be white and flaky. It's a 45 minute affair. Just going to order. But I know what I want. I know what I like anyway. But um, like, yeah, God, their their shrimp is amazing. That type of thing. But I I will say that I do kind of lean more towards the land myself. <laughs> I should just walk in and go. Becky will have the pasta primavera. Just just make it easy. Let's just move on. It's fine. And then if there's tuna, she'll oh, try. Hold mine. on. You got to say though that you're not too upset about the whole thing because that means you'll look at it and go, Oh, are you gonna eat that? Oh yeah. And then oh, half my dinner's gone. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I remember going to an event. Uh, it was like a media invite for a restaurant that was opening. And I sat with a bunch of folks that I knew at the table and nobody else at the table ate seafood, but me. So they just kept on pushing these families. And I'm looking around. I'm like, am I being punked because this, or am I dying? Cause this may just be the best day ever. Like you're all just pushing the seafood down to me. It was like a vat of, of ahi tuna. It was a good, it was a good day. That was a, that we was know a how nice to make day. you happy. I'm I'm a very easy man to please. All right. We said we're going to go fast. Let's go fast. I was going to say, was there a question in there? <laughs> I think we just asked. I hope we answered it. Um, this comes from Eric. He said, this could possibly be a show idea or maybe you've touched on it before. It's that subject line that intrigued me. My wife, myself, and my son have been going to Disney since July 27 when my son was two. He's now nine. We've been every single year. We all love Disney. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I don't feel like my son and I have any traditions when we go. I'd love tradition. I'd love suggestions on some traditions that my son and I could develop that will give him something to remember as we grow older. Thank you for what you do, Eric. I love this question. It's actually super timely, but off by a couple of days because just last week on our Wednesday night WWE live show, this is exactly what we were talking about. We were talking about traditions and superstitions almost that we have when we go to Walt Disney World. And it's it's funny because sometimes traditions are things that you do, things that you buy, but sometimes, you know, it could be like your first and last ride. It could be a photo that you take, something that you wear, certain foods or meals or throwing a coin in a wishing well or trying to pull the, the sword from the stone. Even like I, I I confess to one of my, and I don't know how or why it started, but like I walk into Magic Kingdom a certain way, like a certain side, and I walk out of Magic Kingdom a certain side. This this could, this might be an actual show idea mm-hmm. because I think sometimes whether it is, you know, collecting that um, 
you know, that, that Christmas ornament or a pressed penny or a new Mickey ear or a pin every time you go or your first and last ride. It's really interesting how these traditions consciously or subconsciously develop. And I think to kind of answer your question as well, in terms of figuring out that tradition that your son and I have, I think it's part of the fun is letting that common interest, that common bond sort of form naturally, whether it is a place that you, that, that means something to the two of you that you want to sort of repeat that photo. I, I told a story about the very first picture that my parents had of, well, one of the first pictures that we had in November of 1971 was in front of the watch shop. I've posted before, really bad hair, really, really bad clothes, <laughs> but it ended up being a, a picture that years later, not only did I start to repeat by myself and repeat with my family and my kids, but then other people from the community started and it sort of became affectionately known as like the spot. And it was this sort of WW radio sort of family picture, but it, it wasn't something that was given any sort of thought. It just sort of happened organically. And those are the best ones. It's the things that happen organically. You um, return to a special place because there was a memory the first time that you did it that you wanted to relive. You wanted to have that that special surprise and delight feeling. Um, you know, when, when you walk into the gates of, of Disneyland or Disney World or Magic Kingdom, you turn into a child immediately. And that bubbly feeling that you have of of not a care in the world and just that magical feeling of being there you want to relive right so you go in the first time for me i have several of them i have um when i walk out of disneyland when i walk into disneyland i have to wave at the lamp like it's going to wave back to me or something <laughs> but i have to wave it at it and say good morning walt and then off you go to your wonderful day in disneyland and when i leave I have to stop and just look at that lamp and say, thank you um, for whatever experience I had that day. It was all due to the man that used to hang out in that apartment and watch the people walk in and out of his park enjoying themselves. So for me, that's just something that I have to do because it gives me a, a feeling of joy. So much like that picture for you, um, being able to see it when you were a kid and knowing that your, your parents put you there and took that picture and then that picture just li lived on. Um, I know others that they have one ride because as organically, the family learned to love Pirates of the Caribbean and that's the ride that they have to go on. So no matter going left or right, they're going to go in and find Pirates of the Caribbean to be that first ride of the day because that's what they do every time they go. There's others. It's not just what you do in the park. It's what you eat. So I know that uh, Chef Mickey's for me used to be the thing that you had to go do every single time because that was your hello to the characters. That was your moment mm -hmm. that you had to be able to get some food and hang out with the characters and take some pictures. And now you're ready for the parks. So I think that there's probably tons of different flavors of this memory or this tradition, uh, depending on the family. But I, I'm with you. I think it needs to be something that grows out of the organic joy that you have the first time. I mean, you and I were talking about our tradition in California <laughs> right. adventure. We cannot leave that park unless we ride Mater. And it just sort of happened like, because we had did. so much fun the first time we wrote it. Oh, um, I was laughing so hard. I was crying and just the amount of, again, <laughs> infectious 
crazy giggle fest was what it was between the two of us and who was going to break a hip first, um, which, which we, we didn't accomplish. But now every time we go back, it's like a thing. Like yeah. we, we have to do that again, just to remember that joy giggle fest that we had. So two things uh, came out of this. One, mm-hmm. the fact that you call it Caribbean instead of Caribbean, fascinating. And two, <laughs> I wonder if this is. EK, whatever. I wonder if this is something that could be a show. We get a bunch of folks maybe from the nation on a call together and share some of our memories and traditions. If this is something you'd like to hear on a full show and sort of a, a, a longer conversation, let me know. Go to the clubhouse. I'll post this question there where you can let me know by calling the voicemail. All right, we're moving on. I'm trying my best to, to adhere to the non-existent good, clock. Good luck with that. I know. <laughs> Listen, we're on our third question. <laughs> this is, <laughs> uh, and there's 743,000 left to and go. And I'm pulling this one for you because, again, Steven says, hi, Lou and Becky, exclamation point, not question mark. Not a question not mark. Not a question mark. I, apparently, I'm I'm like getting some cred in this, in my, this whole thing after how many years? My name is Steven. I'm a long-time <laughs> – I have to do like a radio voice. A okay. uh, long-time listener, first-time emailer. Thank you so much for everything you do. You really are an inspiration. Wow, thank you. Uh, so much so that I finally decided to start my own blog, combining my profession, physical therapy, with my passion for Disney. That's awesome. Send me the link. I'd love to check it out. Anyhow, my wife and I tried to meet you in person at D23 Expo, but we seem to have the worst timing. Since someone else was with you every time we stopped by your booth, it was probably just the in-and-out delivery guy. We hope to be able to meet you in person very soon. Oh, here it is. My question for you, oh, wait, I can't answer this. My question for you, this is what happens when you don't read it ahead of time. What is a typical day in the life of Lou Mangiello? <laughs> this, I think we need to answer that one with, your, again, you not being on the show and Deanna and I just talking oh, about you. That, well, I think you might as well just fabulous. do it at my funeral because that'll never, oh, and, she doesn't and even by know. The way, She's never here, so. For, for the for the guy that emailed um, next time when we're at the D23 Expo, which isn't called the Expo, but it's the longest name ever. If he's talking <laughs> to somebody, just come find me and I'll make sure that, that you, you know. Definitely. And Stephen, I'm, I'm coming in for a hug, man, because I owe you. Um, what is it? To, this is a longer question that I'm not sure anybody <laughs> else other than Stephen cares about. Um, a typical day is never the same day twice. Um, I, I don't sort of have a normal day, which is why I love, love love what I do. Um, somebody asked me like, what's my exit strategy? I'm like, I have no exit strategy. Like I'm going to keep doing this as long as I like love it. And that and what the day I don't, then I'll worry about it. But I, I still love what I do. My days are, are very, very different because I don't sort of have a set schedule. It's part of what I love about entrepreneurship. It's why I like to help other entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and businesses, like find that thing that they love and make it the thing that they do because I don't work. I work longer and harder now than I ever was when I was an attorney, but I don't ever feel like I work a day in my life. We're recording on a Sunday evening and I've been like, I've been at my laptop all weekend and that's not a complaint. Like it's a blessing. It's a gift to be able to to do that. So I won't, I won't belabor this question too much longer. Maybe we can, if anybody actually cares, we can talk about it on a, a live show. I think show a lot of wasn't. people care. And I think there's also this, a misnomer that you just hang out in the theme park every day. <laughs> so, I mean, seriously. And I think all of us that that kind of have our, dipped our toe into this as a, as a living, get that all the time. It's like, yeah. well, you're just hanging out on theme park or on a cruise ship. What are you, what are you really doing for a living? And so I think a lot of people would be interested in how you 
build a brand and how you, you know, turn this into the, the wonderful family that it is. Uh, visit lumangelo.com, click on the link for momentum. And I invite you to attend my weekend workshop or a retreat or some of the other things I have going on, but this is not about me. This is about you. So I'm going to move He's on. He's going to move on. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Clearly I'm very awkward talking about myself. It makes me very Clearly. uncomfortable. <laughs> All right. We're, we're going to have to do just a show where I'm just going to ask you a whole bunch of questions. <laughs> You're going to pull a Ridley Go Pearson. Ridley, Ridley I am going to pull a Ridley Pearson. Quick story. We, Ridley Pearson was a guest on our one of our group cruises in 20... Uh, 13, 14, 13, 14. And 14. we had uh, we had a venue. We were going to do sort of this conversation interview with Ridley. And he literally stands up on a chair and he's like, I'm turning the tables. And I got very frightened because that's what I do. And he sort of turned it around and sort of Ridley interviewed me. But that was a lot of fun. Like that was. Um, I was so proud of that, man. That was a great day. And, you, and he, he asked a lot of great stuff. Yeah, you were was great. And I love Ridley. I, we have to, get, I have to get Ridley back on and back yeah. on the cruise, too, by the way. Yeah. Um, all right. Colleen Goldenfarb said in all capital letters, huge fan. Huge fan. I know you take listener questions, but I don't know where to send my questions unless this is it. Colleen, it's it. You're on the air. I'm going to Paris. Paris is the word that stuck out at me with my husband. And I cannot decide if we should try to see both parks in one day. We only have one day as we'll be getting on a river cruise. Yay. The next day. I'm a Disney World kind of gal. So anything outside of Orlando is just icing. It's okay if we don't get to see the second park in Paris. I just want to ride in the Haunted Mansion, but do you think we should try to cram both parks in one day? It is, is it even feasible? Is it possible? Also, do they have Genie Plus or any kind of a fast pass? Thanks for your advice and thanks for all the years of your pod, of joy your podcast brings. Aw, you're a good human. Aww. I, I literally like, like slumped in my seat. I'm like, oh, that's like so nice. <laughs> Thank you, Colleen. You just made like my entire week. Um, you know who's got four thumbs and loves Disneyland Paris? These guys. I'm pointing to me and Becky. We, I love, love, love Disneyland yeah. Paris so very much. Um, I have my, I have an easy answer, I think, to this question, but I, I will let you go first, Becky. Should they try and cram both parks in one day? Well, see, you're actually the perfect person to answer this because – we kind of had to do that on the first <laughs> visit when you visited for the, your very first time at Disneyland Paris because we sim- had a similar thing. We had a one night um, layover before we came home. Uh, for me, Disneyland Paris is a place that you need to go and spend four nights. I, I really believe that so that you can take it all in. But uh, if you only have one day and depending on when it is during the year as well, you, you can easily do a taste test around the two parks. Um, you're not going to see everything. You're not going to do everything, but there are enough things in both parks that are so unique to Disneyland Paris that I think if you're willing to um, to just kind of do that little taste tester, two parks is not a bad idea in one day. Again, if you have, it's during the, the time of year that's going to be a little bit slower and you're going to actually be able to enjoy it. If there's a chance you're going to be returning anytime soon, then concentrate on one. But I just really think that you can take that just real quick look at both of the parks so that you can plan your return. I will. This is like the old Saturday Night Live in the 70s. Point counterpoint. I'm going to go the opposite side. Mm -hmm. I actually think Disneyland Paris 
is such a beautiful park. It has so much to offer and, and to be savored and enjoyed while I still think Walt Disney Studios Park, unless you need to see something specific there, whether it's Tower, uh, Avengers Campus, Pim Test Kitchen, I'm looking at you. Yeah. I would devote the day to Disneyland Paris. I would really make sure that I see and experience all of the highlights that this park has to offer. Um, hindsight being 2020, and I know we want to, we don't want to sort of like walk away knowing we didn't see the other side, mm -hmm. but this is sort of a, maybe a taste test so that you can have reason to come back, especially because there's so much going on on the studio's park side in terms of expansion and frozen and, and some of the other things mm -hmm. that are happening throughout that park. Um, in, in terms of genie plus um, they have something called premier access, which I, I love. like better. It's like, so much better. Oof, so like, much better. It's easy. It's very straightforward, basically. And, uh, and this is a very, very abbreviated version. You should, you, you should obviously look it up online. Basically it's their version of a fast pass system that you could buy individual fast passes between like five and 15 or so euros for one-time access to select attractions, or you can do an ultimate option, which ran about like 90 to a hundred euros, about 90 to a hundred dollars, which gives you access to um, premier access for, for the, for the entire day for the attractions. Uh, I will tell you, Becky, my daughter and I were there. We used it, especially because we wanted to see the Lion King show. The lines were always super long. It was the best $15 mm -hmm. each I ever spent in a Disney's park, in a Disney park. We bypassed the entire line. We went in early. We had reserved like special seating, like front and center for the show. I, I, I was like, I really, really, really like the way they do premier access in terms mm -hmm. of execution and the way they use it on the app too is, is very, very, very simple and straightforward. It's so much easier to, with, it doesn't have that huge learning curve to kind of figure out like Genie Plus does. It's not as confusing. Yeah. Part of the play, I'm going to come back to this for a second. So let's assume that they're not going to be coming back anytime soon, right? And yeah, you're right. I would say Disneyland Park would be the, the first priority. So if you go there in the daytime, you rope drop Disneyland Paris Park, right? And you go to Walt's for lunch and then you hang out in the park. And then in the late afternoon, then you go over to studios. You have Pim's test kitchen for dinner. And then you watch the, um, the drone show if it's there. Otherwise you end the day end the day, wherever the drone show is. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you Disneyland, yeah, Paris does, Disneyland Paris does a lot of things really, really, really well. Their nighttime experiences are possibly the best in any Disney park anywhere. Agreed. 100% agreed. They are that. And and for the 30th and even what they've launched after, it's spectacular. Uh, to quote Jack from Lost, the best show ever on television, we have to go back, Becky. We have to go back. I was going to do a really bad Jack impression, but I'm afraid it would have just Jack. come out. Oy. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding my head. All right, let's I move on. We're going fast. Sorry. Okay, we're going, we're going we fast. are going back. This we're question, back. and I don't know why this fascinates me. Like when people say they listen to the podcast from like Japan or New Zealand, I'm like, that's so wild. Like it's across the planet. I don't know why the fact that this question comes from England is super cool to me. But this, and I was going to do a bad English accent too, but I won't because it's from don't James Miles from Wiltshire or Wilt, Wiltshire, 
Wiltshire. He's from England. He says, can you answer a question for me? I'm going to answer two questions because that first question is a question. My seven-year-old daughter, Freya, hi, wants to know why the statue of the jester at the French Quarter pool, it was French Quarter that caught my attention, is standing with one of his feet on a pair. I'm guessing there has to be some kind of reason for it. Maybe something to do with Mardi Gras. We asked a few cast members, but there is no luck. If anyone who could find out, it's you. It's a lot of pressure, James, but thank you. Um, But I actually think I have a somewhat reasonable potentially answer or somebody can completely tell me that I'm way off base. I was going to say, good. I hope you do because I have no clue what's going (laughs) on here. So – the the jester that you're talking about that is located near um, the Bloon Lagoon is actually based off of and is very, very closely, very closely resembles a figure that is on uh, Canal Street by the, the um, ferry terminal in New Orleans. I was told that there's really sort of no special meaning to the shapes that are under. It's just sort of almost, you know, um, it's sort of a device to allow them to sort of position these statues in the way that they want, sort of raising that foot up. Uh, the only sort of connection that that maybe I could make is that if you look around, not just Port Orleans, French Quarter, but if you look around New Orleans, you'll find a lot of a, a huge variety of trees, right? You'll see the, the magnolias and the oaks and, and the myrtles, but you'll also see pear trees. So pear trees are native to the New Orleans area that you can find them over at French quarter as well. Maybe there's the connection there. That's the thing that makes sense in my head, whether it's correct or not. I have no idea, but I think if you, Becky, if you say it with, with confidence and conviction, it, it, believe it. I think that makes sense. I, I think, I think that makes sense. I'm, I'm totally in because I clearly had no clue that this even existed. Um, I've, I've seen the statue. I just didn't pay attention to what he was standing on. And so as you as you were droning on with all of your wisdom, wow. I just pulled it up to look at it like, OK, I'll buy that. We're good to go. You just said droning on. <laughs> hmm. With all your wisdom. Notice how there was a compliment. On the back end of that. It's a little backhanded, but that's fine. I'm going to move <laughs> on. Um, all right. Let me quickly go. I'm looking for ones that say, oh, you'll like this. Hi, Becky, dot, 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 and Lou, question mark. But there's Those are LOL. getting better all the time. Uh-huh. All right. But they're all from you. They're all from Mouse Fan Travel oh, <laughs> email <geez>. addresses. Um, <laughs> before I get to my cruise question, which is why it also resonated, I want to share our latest experience with you, and I'll try to be brief. It's a 17 paragraph email, but he's going to try. I'm kidding. I'm going to go. I'm going to read really fast. We have three adult children, one of which is married. They're scattered between Maine, North Carolina and New Jersey. So an opportunity came up to be all together in Disney. It's kind of magical. This past March was one of those rare occasions for nine. Count them nine times. N- what movie? Nine times. Ferris Bueller's Day nope. Off in the world. OK. At one point about mid vacation, one of the kids asked, hey, what's been everybody's favorite moment so far? Each of our kids are in their 30s, mind you, so forget the fact that I tried to do a kid's voice. So <laughs> each of them said how being together in Disney, doing this vacation, fam- this family vacation again, dot, 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 something got in my eye. Dude, in my eye as well. It like um, Our son-in-law, who was a Florida resident, said how doing Disney with us was so different and immersive than when he was a kid and just visited the park as something I do. So I bring this up 
because much of this is due to what you and Becky in big, bold letters and the entire Clubhouse family have done for us. Wow, this is really like such a nice email. I'm like holding my heart. My daughter, Jessica, introduced me to your podcast several years ago, and it's been magic ever since. And I just want to thank you and Becky, question mark, for all that you do. (laughs) I inserted the question mark. Here we go. go. Uh, My question about the cruise is simple. My wife and I are booked on The Wish in November. Thank you, Sue Passauer and Mouse Fan Travel to celebrate our 35th wedding anniversary. I'm I'm applauding Sue Passauer, Mouse Fan Travel, and the fact that you've been married 35 years. I've heard a lot of talk and comparisons to the other ships. We've been on the wonder and the fantasy. So I wonder, what are your thoughts about what not to miss on a four-night, very merry time cruise? And should we forsake getting off in Nassau. We're in our early 50s, but not big excursion people, but want to make sure we aren't missing anything on something fantastic. Thank you again for what you both do. Regards, Darren Boynton. Darren, thank you. You have made my yeah. day again with that question. But the the bottom line is what not to miss on the Very Merry Cruise, and should we forsake getting off in Nassau? Let's take the second question first, because I know you and I have have probably relatively strongish opinions about getting off in Nassau. I think if you've never been to Nassau, you have to get off once, put your feet on the ground and say, I've been to Nassau. A lot of times you'll, unless you go for a specific excursion or you want to go to, you know, diving or go to the beach or something like that. It's fine. It's not my favorite port. Nassau is not my favorite port. And I know that they're doing a lot. They're investing a lot in Nassau to try and um, really improve not just the port, but the shopping and some of the experiences there. I love Nassau days because I like having the ship to myself. I, I like sort of being in port and the ship isn't crowded. The decks aren't crowded, um, especially early in the day when everybody sort of gets off to enjoy Nassau. But I think it's a, especially because you're only going on a four night cruise, not only, but like it's a, it's a shorter cruise. I would take that time to really leverage the opportunity to enjoy. And I don't think you said what ship that you've, that you're going on. No, but I would really take that time to enjoy the ship. Yeah. I'm with you as well. Nassau, I mean, it, it has some wonderful things about it. It does have some really fun excursions. It has some great history. A lot of people will go over and spend the day at Atlantis, uh, do a beach day there or see the aquarium, or some people go to gamble during the day over to the casino. Um, however, for those people who are who cruise a lot, Nassau tends to be one of the ports this ship always goes uh, ports in so just as you said a lot of people choose to use that day as half the ship is off doing something else so you got more space um by the pool you have more uh space to go watch a movie there's a little bit more um intimate feeling because there's a lot of people on board so if you don't have anything that is drawing you into Nassau, if you don't care about the shore excursions there, if you don't want to go to Nassau or to um, Atlantis, if it doesn't matter to you, I highly encourage you to stay on board. <laughs> if it's only four day and if it's one of the newer ships, I thought he mentioned the wish earlier, but maybe I was hearing that wrong. Um, if you haven't been on that ship before and you're just going to spend four days on it, Spend as much time as you can, because clearly when you get to Castaway Key, you're not going to want to stay on board for that particular port stop. So take advantage of it. 
Yeah, and I, and I love the fact that you're going on a very merry time cruise. I think yeah, I think that the themed cruises, especially if you've cruised before, are a really nice addition. And if you're going as a group, if you're going with your family and extended family and friends, whatever it may, it adds this other layer of going back to one of the earlier questions, creating traditions, creating some of these wonderful memories. You talked about things not to miss on a very merry time cruise. I think there's what I love about the theme cruises like this, Becky, is that there's always another sort of layer of sort of special pixie dust on top, right? So the very yeah. merry time cruises has like the tree lighting magic ceremony. There's the Santa's winter wonderland ball, which is this, um, I won't ruin who the special guests are, but you can probably do the math and figure it out. But there's great like singers and entertainment and holiday songs and and characters and it snows in the atrium, which like is just amazing. And even that, like I'm not normally like a huge character person, but seeing like not just the Fab Five, but other characters in their wintry holiday mm -hmm. attire makes me sitting there smelling the wonderful gingerbread house and probably noshing on a piece of gingerbread with possibly a hot chocolate in my hand, even more special and magical. And even Castaway Key is decorated for the holidays too. So especially if you are a, a, a picture person and a character person, there's another reason to enjoy a little enhancement on Castaway. 100%. The, the moment you said very merry time, I was the first thing that popped in my head was watching the Christmas tree lighting. Uh, that is just one of the most special things to do on board and to share that with your friends and family and the extended family of all the people that are hanging out in the atrium to watch this whole thing go down. And for those of us who, who live in places that still has seasons, um, <laughs> it is also very um, unique to be in 85 or 90 degree weather and having hot chocolate and watching it snow in the atrium. Florida has seasons. It went down to like seven. Seasons. It went down to seventy today. It's freezing here. Oh, don't even hey, listen. It's not going to last very long. The fall in Florida is oh, a is a fleeting I thing. I can't wait to get you on the Christmas markets cruise because you are going to freeze your little tootsies. I off can't wait. I can't wait. Listen, I came from New Jersey. I've experienced winters. I, I've shoveled my fair share. How many years? How many years ago was that? I moved from New Jersey in like two thousand eight. So, yeah. but I visited snow. We went, I took my family to, to Colorado <laughs> and we played in the snow. I thought about leaving this Disney thing to become a professional sledder because me <laughs> on that little fifth, best $15 I ever spent was on that little plastic disc, as opposed to investing <laughs> thousands of dollars to go skiing. I just had such a blast. Um, but that being said, I love, again, I, I love the theme cruises. I love the Maritime cruise. There's something, and it happens very, we've been there, Becky, as a sort of, turn the ship over and start decorating, whether it's for Halloween on the high seas or whether it's for Christmas time, all of the ships, no matter which one you're on, take on such a different festive feel. Even if you do go up on deck and it's 812 degrees with a thousand percent humidity, it's like going to Wilderness Lodge. Like you feel warm and toasty and like so Christmassy, especially in the atrium and, and like, God bless you, Mickey Minnie, when you're walking around with like big, thick, like alpine sweaters on. But it, when you're inside, it really feels a lot like Christmas. Yeah. And I was even thinking about the the cast members who dress up and they have the 
um scarves on too and it's like it's i look at them and god bless them man because they're 85 degrees in in this inside the ship but they're wearing scarves like they're in denver <laughs> but it all adds to it. It, it and it's not just the Barry mary but like you said the other themed times of year or the other themed cruises they just have a way of making it so special and the surprise and delights and the um, the way that it's not just a, a cruise ship and it's not just a cruise, but you're having experiences. Yeah. And it's so there's two other asides that I want to add to that, too. Speaking of themed cruises, I have to sort of make a quick plug. We are doing our very first group Halloween on the high seas cruise on the Disney Magic, I love, 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 love the Magic so very much. October 26th, sorry, October 21st through the 26th, 2024. But wait, it gets even better because not only does it leave out of Fort Lauderdale, not only are we going to take the Brightline train from Orlando and go down there and possibly do something before or after in Orlando too, but but we go to Lookout Key at Lighthouse Points. Yeah. And I'm already thinking about my costume. There was exactly where I was going to go. If you show up as Lando Carisian again, I'm out. Wait, wait, what was that name? What was that name? Lando, what that? Lando. What, Lando, what's his face? No, it's not Lando. Lando Mozello. It's Orlando. I'm his cousin. I'm his cousin, <laughs> like a distant cousin. We did the Star Wars Day at Sea Cruise, and I had my Lando or my, yeah. my Orlando Calrissian costume on. Yeah. Um, but they're a ton yeah. of fun. They're a ton of fun. But so what are you going to dress up as? I can't. I'm not going to tell you, but I'm already in training. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going as Wilson Fisk. I'm going to try and gain 100 pounds. What, I, clearly... I want to ask. I, I think that we should ask the the, the club. No, this. I don't think it's a good idea. What should Lou dress up as? I'm going to, stuff, our the, WDW I'm going radio. to stuff the ballot box with my own answers. But <laughs> uh, I can and will share this because, Darren, I'm a giver and I want to help you. And I really want to make sure, as always, that the information that I give on the show is is fair and is accurate and up to date. Uh, I'm going to go on a very merry time cruise just for you. Uh, November 30th, I'm going to go on a four night, very merry time cruise. And I'm going to bring and share that experience to you and with you live ish as I can, not just doing Facebook live videos, but on Instagram stories and uh, posts and reels, and certainly do uh, a podcast about it when we come back. Just to make, Becky, I just need to make sure, see what's changed, see what's new, and just sample the holiday menu, like, for four days straight. I'm probably not going to get off this. That's not true. I will get off in Castaway Key because I need to go to Cookies, too. But um, <laughs> this is... <laughs> I love, I'm so excited. Like I am so, I am literally counting down because again, I, I just love, there's such an added sense of, of we, we sort of, we use the word magic so easily, but there really is something very special, something very magical about the, the themed cruises like those. Of course. And so you're going to go and then you're going to make sure it's all okay for us that's to, to do return it exactly. and do it again. Yes. Is it, that's, you're just, you're just making sure that it's magical enough for the special people that belong to the WDW radio family, right? It's what I do. It's what yeah. I live for. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. I think, um, I think that will do it for, uh, for this week. Um, 
I'm trying to see if there's a short question I could ask. There's never you, a short no, question. Even, <laughs> the, even the questions that are written short, I'm quickly, I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be like, like this alone. Find a question would... that's like a yes or no answer. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm literally trying. Because any of the questions that I'm reading, I'm already like, oh, no, no. This is going to, re this requires like a historical perspective and a uh, a very, very long answer. And some of the questions are really, really, some of the, wow. Some of okay, the questions. wait. Go ahead. Here, then. Tokyo Disney Sea or Disneyland Paris? Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but you just defended <laughs> basically all of France and half of Canada. Um, I still, I, I'm, you know, I my my heart is very firmly rooted in Tokyo Disney Sea. I, I think it is the best of the best of the best of the Disney parks worldwide. We're gonna do a show as part of our. Celebration of the Disney 100 and, and 100 years of, of the company and the Disney parks. We're going to sort of go through and talk about, we're going to sort of, um, I guess, I'm answering a question but answering a question. We're going to take a look at sort of the best of the best from the Disney parks worldwide so we can really sort of talk about not just what we love from some of the, from some of the different parks, but why we think those aspects of them are the best of the best. But if you gave me a choice right now to snap my fingers and have mousefantravel.com book me a trip to either of the locations, it would be Tokyo without a, even a second thought. Of course. All right. Disneyland or Disneyland Paris. <laughs> Disneyland Paris. Ooh. Because I just came from Disneyland. So, 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 okay, so that's it. It's a wishful thinking. It's a wishful thing. thinking. You know, because I, I listen, and we did a two part show where we talked about Disneyland Paris. I, I think Phantom Manor is exquisite. Um, I loved Walt. I mean, I think the castle is beautiful. I think the park itself, just for a park, I would love to, even if I didn't have to ride anything, Becky, I, I really just liked sort of wandering and exploring. There's a lot of exploration, I think, to be had, especially if you have never been there before to a place like Disneyland Paris. And it's only going to get bigger and better, especially with the additions like Frozen coming to the studios. All right, fine. One more then. The Disney Wish or Disneyland Paris? <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask contextual questions here. Um, <laughs> am I going alone or are we bringing a group with us? <laughs> oh no all right alone alone all you your personal preference going alone on the wish versus how many days am i going to each <laughs> all right, let, let's let's say a seven day seven day oh. cruise or seven days in, in paris what ports am i going to <laughs> oh geez no i'm stalling for time wow <laughs> i'm stalling for time because See, I, I thought you'd be able to like pick that one up really quickly but no you had to think about that one I really like Paris. I really, really like Paris a lot. Um, I love the Disney Cruise. Oh, but then there's 1923. And then there's Deck 11, the Festival of Foods. And it's all included. And I like being at sea. All right, I'm going to say the Disney Wish. Wow. <gasps> no, I want to go back. <laughs> can I do both? Right. Can, I, can I take the Wish to Paris somehow? That's an interesting question. We're going to post that in the clubhouse, right? If okay. you had a choice between, I have to write this down because I'm, I'm going to forget. If you had to go to the wish or DLP for seven days, which would you choose and why? And that's the question we're going to leave you with our friend who is hopefully you finished your snack uh, is still here. What would you do if you had seven days and 
is this, I'm assuming this is an all expensive paid trip. Like you're going to take care of like, of course. Okay, good. <laughs> Cause that changes the dynamic. of things. You've seen how much I can eat in Disneyland Paris. So that's going to change the, the, the financials a little bit. Full board dining plan Ooh, for you. Hello. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Does this include multiple changes of stretchy pants? Because I need my my cruising and my dining pants. What you wear is totally up to you. I'm going to have no say in that. All right. The Disney Wish right. or Disneyland Fine. Paris for seven days. And if you're looking to go to either of those destinations or you want to come with us on our five-night Halloween on the high seas cruise on the Disney Magic, October 21st through the 26th, 2024, or better yet, in February 2025, from the 8th to the 15th, a seven-night Western Caribbean cruise and WW Radio's 20th anniversary. Oh, did I mention it's on what? the Disney Treasure? Did I mention it on the Disney Are Treasure? You? Yeah. Is it really going to be 20? <gasps> okay. Sorry. That just took me a moment. Go ahead. <laughs> it's technically, it's 20 years of the podcast, but it's like 21 years of like, since I started, but it doesn't matter because it it sounds really good. So we're going to do February 8th to the 15th on the Disney Treasure, seven night Western Caribbean, Cozumel, Grand Cayman, Jamaica, Castaway Key. If you want to come on either of those, go to www.com slash cruises and certainly go to mousefantravel.com for any and all of your vacation planning destination magic, which is what you do best. We certainly try. <laughs> do it's important. or do not. Do, there is no there try. Is no try. Fine. Okay, fine. We do. We absolutely do. We do um, these wonderful. We're so blessed. I have to back up. We're so blessed to be able to do what we do to help people create and curate these wonderful vacation experiences with their families to create memories that last forever including these traditions, and it is at no cost to you. Our services are free. Now I'm in the Christmas spirit. I Oh my gosh, I literally almost started doing my really bad Bing Crosby. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. You sing that? Woo. You do? There's oh, something, you sing, you alone, sing something besides Blood on the Saddle? <laughs> Becky, whoa, too <laughs> soon. When I am alone, I am belting out. It's like, I, I'm, it's like, belting out show tunes like a male bet midler like i am what? oh christmas time i'm all down you give me like oh, oh yeah 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 okay you wait. get me in the car if you pull up next to me at the light chances are i'm going to get something to eat and you see me like i'm not i'm pretending that i'm on the phone sometimes i'll literally pick up my phone and put it next to me so people don't think i'm a crazy person but i'll be belting out christmas tunes <laughs> that does not surprise me whatsoever but like og um, christmas tunes like og stuff Okay, good to know. We'll watch for that, and we might actually have you sing no, somewhere. No, 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 no. So you'll never. I know it, uh, it's a it's special thing. All right, so let's go back to something that's a little easier. Then, what's your Halloween costume gonna be again? How about Gaston or nope. Sully? I already know what it is, and it'll hopefully. Is it Marvel, Star Wars, or Disney? It'll hopefully cover and hide. The fact that I have been eating on cruises, like to answer listener email questions. <laughs> Maybe I will have to go to as Wilson Fisk from Daredevil because. I, uh, wow, I, I I really think you could pull off Queen of Hearts. I mean, look at your face, the uh, hair. It, uh, think... Why are you baiting me? Why are you baiting me into something that I shouldn't say? I know people in Disney costuming. We should get you like the Queen of Hearts dress. You'd be great. Be great. 
Happy Halloween! It's time for our Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, where I invite you to test your knowledge, not just of Walt Disney World history, but some of the details you might spot in the parks, in resorts, and what you see and what you hear. If you think you know the answer, you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. And this week's trivia contest is once again brought to you by you, because as part of the WW Radio Nation, you help bring every episode of the show to life. You get an opportunity to receive exclusive rewards every single month. And more importantly, you support our Dream Team project, which benefits the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. You can help the show for as little as a dollar per month and get exclusive rewards like scavenger hunts, trivia quests, take part in our monthly group video calls, get access to our private Facebook group. At different levels, there's shirts and stickers, monthly care packages, early access and discounts to special events, and much more. I want to quickly thank some new and longtime members of the Nation family, including Michael, Christine P., Robin Browning and Devin Inman, thank you so much for your love and friendship and support. If you want to find out how you can become a member of the Nation family, you can visit www.radio.com support. Now, before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So, I must have been hungry when I was coming up with last week's trivia contest, which is not a surprise because I'm always hungry. And your question was to tell me what popular snack was invented at Disneyland. I gave you a little bit of hint that one, it's not something that's exclusive to Disneyland, not by a long shot, and two, and not that it matters much, but it is also one of my personal favorite snacks, and based on your responses, some of yours as well. And the answer, of course, that we were looking for, it's not a Dole Whip, it's not a churro, but Doritos. This incredibly tasty, I told you I'm not a sweets guy snack, was invented at Casa de Fritos, which is now Rancho de Zocalo, in Disneyland during the 1960s. And technically, it was something that wasn't even invented, like, on purpose. Quick little bit of history. Uh, Disneyland was financed in large part by Walt Disney lining up corporate sponsors for not just attractions, but stores and restaurants. And one of those early sponsors was Fritos, which was a company founded back in the 1930s. Fritos, by the way, means like little fried things. And the food at Casa de Fritos, the original restaurant, was this combination of, like, Tex-Mex and some Frito-inspired creations like a Frito chili pie, which sounds amazing, by the way. But all of the non-Frito ingredients served at Casa de Fritos, like the tortillas and produce, were supplied by a company called Alex Foods, which was located not far from Disneyland. And back in the early 60s, one of the salesmen from Alex Food noticed that the Casa de Fritos cast members were throwing out all of the unused tortillas into the trash at the end of the day. So he suggested that the cook take the extra tortillas, cut them up into triangles, deep fry them, season them a little bit, like a like a Mexican snack called Totopos, and there you go, the Dorito, which loosely means like little pieces of gold, was born. And, ready for this? When they first were made in Casa de Fritos, they were given away to guests free of charge instead of the free bag of Fritos that came with every meal. They were a huge hit with Disneyland guests. And without even telling the Frito company, Casa de Fritos added the chips to the menu. The Frito-Lay people obviously heard about it, made a deal with Alex Foods for them to produce the chips in large quantities, call them Doritos, tested it in the Southern California market. They exploded. They were selling out faster than Alex Food could produce them. And I just love the fact that my love of Disney and my love of Doritos come together in this beautiful marriage. Anyway, I took all the correct entries. 
randomly selected one. Last week, you were playing for one of the new WW Radio 3D keychains and a mystery prize. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Mady Sparks. So, Mady, congratulations. I'll get your prize package out to you right away. And if you played last week and didn't win, that's okay. Because here's your next snack-related Walt Disney World trivia question of the week. I didn't necessarily intend this to also be about food. I was instead thinking about the movie, but it doesn't matter because there's always seems to be snacks involved. This week, I want you to tell me, what is the name of the Rocketeer-inspired snack location in Walt Disney World? What is the name of the Rocketeer, the 1991 Disney film, The Rocketeer? What is the name of the snack location inspired by the Rocketeer movie, in Walt Disney World. You have until Sunday, October 15th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the form there. And this week, you'll once again be playing for a new WW Radio keychain and a mystery prize. So good luck, stay hungry, and have fun. Thank you for spending and sharing some of your time with me this week. I hope you enjoyed our listener email segment. You learned something new and maybe it brought just a little bit of happiness and magic and laughter to your day or week. Again, love to hear from you. If you had a week on Becky Mankin, on the Disney Wish or Disneyland Paris, which one would you choose and why? I'll post that question and others over in the WW Radio Clubhouse. Come be part of the community and conversation at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. Connect with me elsewhere on social. I am at Lou Mangello, sort of across the board on all social. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on an upcoming episode, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com. And if you'd like to be heard on the air, you can call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1 with a question, a comment, or just a hello from the parks. I have just a couple of quick but important announcements and event updates. First things first, um, if you've listened to the show in the past, you know that the heart of what I do is you and the community and our family, but the soul and and really since I very first started writing my first book back in 2004 has been our dream team project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. And with your help, we've raised more than a half million dollars to date, granting countless wishes to children that face life-threatening illnesses and, who, and whose wish is to come to Walt Disney World. Well, we now have the opportunity to double your impact because a generous, anonymous benefactor has stepped forward with an incredible offer and generous invitation because every donation made to our Dream Team project, which goes directly to Make-A-Wish, between now and November 1st will be matched dollar for dollar up to $10,000, which means your contribution will have double the impact in making dreams come true for these children and their families. Your donation, no matter what size it is, will play such an important role in providing not just the kids, but their parents and siblings with a much needed escape with just filled with laughter and joy and the magical memories at Walt Disney World that I honestly believe have incredible and sometimes miraculous healing powers. If you want to find out more and how to donate, you can visit www.radio.com slash dreamteam and make your donation directly to Make-A-Wish. And again, your gift, no matter the size, will help create truly life-changing wishes 
for these kids. You'll also be emailed a receipt from Make-A-Wish directly for your records and any tax purposes. Um, Look, our family, our community, the Dream Team Project has always been about community and charity and kindness. So I invite you to not just go to www.radio.com slash dreamteam to learn more, make a donation, but certainly I invite you to please share this with friends and families and, and we can work together to reach our goal, which is always moving and always growing, but to really support the wonderful work the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America does. And if you want to find out like how and why this all got started and why the Dream Team Project and specifically Make-A-Wish is so important to me personally, you can find out more by reading the story again over at wdwradio.com slash dream team. Again, none of this happens without you, not just the dream team, but the show. It's why I love not just connecting with you on social, but doing things together in person, why live events are so important and crucial, not just to me, but really to create meaningful community. I have a lot of live event updates for you. First, I'm going to be live from New York Comic Con this Thursday through Sunday, October 12th through the 15th. I'll be sharing Instagram stories and reels and photos at Instagram.com slash Lumangelo. I will try to go live on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Radio and bring as much of that experience to you as I can. Our next meet of the month in Walt Disney World is scheduled for Saturday, October 28th. I will have full details, time, and location soon. Again, visit the events page at Facebook.com slash Radio. You can click on the events tab there. I'll be back at my favorite food event of the year, the Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic, Friday and Saturday, November 10th or and 11th. Uh, it is a two-night event. You can buy individual, all-you-can-eat, unlimited-tasting tickets at Food and Wine Classic. There's no specific sort of meet-up or event there, but we can, you know, stroll the causeway and explore the wide, wide range of cuisines. With There's Mexican, Italian, sushi, steak, seafood, barbecue, 150 wine and beverages from Did I mention that it's unlimited tastings? There's also live entertainment. There's some optional educational seminars you can do prior to the Causeway event. Again, to find out more, visit foodandwineclassic.com. If you're planning on attending RSVP, let me know at the event over at facebook.com slash Radio. Another group night out that we'll be doing is for uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios Jollywood Night on Monday, November 20th. I am super excited for this brand new holiday event that is coming to Walt Disney World. It is a ticketed event, so you do need to purchase your tickets directly from Disney in order to attend. But my thought, once again, is we can sort of have a WW Radio night on Monday, November 20th to enjoy the event together. Of course, don't forget that in addition to what we do on land, we have not one, but two Disney Cruise Line group cruises coming up. Our first is our five-night Halloween on the High Seas cruise on the Disney Magic. I love that ship. October 21st through the 26th out of Fort Lauderdale with a stop at Lighthouse Point. February 8th through the 15th, 2025, we're going to do a seven-night Western Caribbean cruise on the brand new Disney Treasure with stops at Cozumel, Grand Cayman, Jamaica, and Castaway Key. It's also WW Radio's 20th anniversary. It's also Valentine's Day. It's also the Disney Treasure. A lot of reasons to go, more importantly, more reasons to go together. To learn more about the cruises, 
to book and get a free no obligation quote from our friends over at Mouse Fan Travel, you can visit www.radio.com slash cruises. And in addition to everything that I do here on the WW Radio, the Disney side of things, I have been speaking professionally for more than a decade, as well as helping entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and content creators launch, grow, and monetize their business and brand since 2016. If you visit lumangelo.com, you can find out how I can come and speak to your event, your conference, your school, including learning how to leverage customer service strategies from Disney. Lessons we can learn from Walt, as well as practical and tactical strategies to learn and use in interactive workshops. I can also work with you directly through one-on-one coaching. I'm also launching a new weekly mastermind group in November. And stay tuned for details about my next Momentum retreat coming up in the spring, as well as weekend workshop coming up in 2024 and additional events that I'm not quite ready to announce yet. Again, you can find out more about any or all these at loumangelo.com or just email me, lou at www.radio.com if you have any questions. Finally, if you like the show, and I hope that you do, all I ask is if you please help spread the word, tell a friend, share a link to this or your favorite episode, rate and review the show over at Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. Would really appreciate anything that you can do to introduce your friends to the show and community. And finally, I know this ran long. I apologize. Please always remember to choose the good, to be that positive light you want to see in the in the world. Lead by example and create the ripple effect of positivity and optimism around you. And of course, if there's anything that I can do for you to show my appreciation to help you, please reach out to me and let me know. I love you. I appreciate you. I hope that this is your best week ever. So until next time, see ya. Hi, Lou. This is Paula, and I am calling from Tokyo Disney. I just wanted to say that it is an absolute blast here. It's as beautiful as Epcot with as many rides as the Magic Kingdom. There's thrill rides and slow rides and everything is beautiful. Plus, I just became an honorary member of the SEA by completing the Da Vinci Challenge. So I would highly recommend to any Disney lovers, make sure to come to Tokyo Disney Sea. Thanks a lot. Bye. Hey, Lou. This is Emily Ennis and Alyssa Cameron just checking in from our last day of vacation. We are sitting out here outside of the creation shop waiting on my family to finish shopping. Just thought we'd check in and say we had a great trip, and we hope to see everybody soon on the next cruise. Bye. Hello, it's Patrice Roberti from Metro Boston. Beautiful Sunday here, very typical New England fall day. Not calling to tell you about how pretty the leaves are and how pretty the trees are, but it is a nice day here. It's not snowing yet. The reason I'm calling you is last night my husband and I watched your show, your live show the other day, from the other day, the one where you showed the picture of yourself as a little boy sitting on that stoop and then as a young man sitting on that stoop. And you were it's such a nice face, such a, so, you look so nice. Why are you so hard on yourself? You have to show more pictures of yourself. Get your wife or your daughter to choose them. And if one of your friends gives you guff about it or teases you, well, the heck with him because he looked nice. I mean, what? It, 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 I don't know how anyone could tease you about it. It was very, very sweet. It was sweet to see. It was sweet to see you in the same place. And I'm so glad that you showed it. And I wish you would show more pictures of yourself from the olden days at Disney World. And I don't think you got to Disneyland when you were that young, but maybe you did. But anyway, certainly you were at Disney World. Just the range of the pictures because you, you look fine. Don't be like that. Guys, guys are funny that way. I've definitely learned that from guys I know. But you, you looked fine. You look nice. Show more pictures. 
do I need a new microphone? Because you're the one always tells me, oh my God, you, you sound horrible. Let me send you 42 headsets. <laughs> I like that I'm recording this and that you're not actually wearing the headset. All right, here we go. <laughs> I am wearing People want bloopers? Headphones. There's your blooper. All right. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Lurking. Uh -huh. Minus the, minus the, uh, the cursing. Okay, here we go. How, how are you doing without any kids in the house? Why? Why you gotta make Wah. me sad? I hate, you, <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Becky is the meanest person. Now I'm gonna change my introduction. I was gonna be really nice, but now I oh, might not be. I know better than that. All right. All right. Go ahead. Yeah.